a lot of early childhood educators are amazing at this. They have creative ways that are engaging, fun, and play-based, but also help to teach. Elementary schools, under pressure from meeting state testing guidelines, have struggled to find the time and ways to implement this kind of play into learning. But play does enhance and improve learning. If you think about it, even as an adult, would you rather be lectured at from the board or play a game or create a project or learn in some way that is more immersive? I mean, I would prefer to do something more immersive and fun rather than sit there and be lectured at. We're seeing a slow shift of play coming back into elementary, and I hope we'll see a lot more of it. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50 plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm talking about a hugely important part of childhood, one that is finally starting to get wider acceptance and understanding for parents and teachers and not just researchers and a small group of highly informed early childhood educators. And that is play. If your goal is to raise a resilient child with strong emotional regulation, among so many other benefits, look no further than the simple but irreplaceable task of play. Play plays such a huge role in healthy child development. Play literally improves every area of development far better than lectures, rote memorization tasks, or other what we might call academic types of tasks and assignments. Even in the areas of behavior, we can improve our children's behavior with giving them opportunities for play without us having to lecture them or without so much time ins and explaining and coaching. Play will help your kids create a strong foundation for emotional regulation. How awesome is that? So let's get into this amazing topic. In this episode, I'm going to dig into the power of play, the benefits, ways you can make sure your child of any age is getting all the amazing benefits of play for their physical, cognitive, and social emotional development. 
play isn't just for young kids. Actually, I would argue for people of any age is that play really is the key to learning anything new for anyone and the key to productivity. The common belief is that play is fun, a break from learning to rest and renew and rejuvenate. But the truth is that play is learning. For toddlers and preschoolers, play builds a strong foundation for academic learning that comes later. Also, young kids can and often do learn a lot of academic concepts through play. When my kids were in preschool, they went to this amazing Reggio preschool, and I'm going to do my best to describe it. So the owner was such a gift to young children and their learning. When you come in the front gate, there was this path around the front yard. It was actually in a home that they had converted into a preschool. So you come in the front yard and they had made this path around the yard made out of various materials. Every, I would say, four, five, six feet, it would change to a different material. Stones, rock, wood. So kids could experience and explore the different textures with their feet, the way that they walked on it. Oh, and it was filled with all kinds of beautiful plants and bushes that were all very child-friendly, of course. Then when you go inside, she had centers, a science center where she changed out the materials about every three days or so, a writing center, a woodblock area, a reading corner, a puppet and story time area, creative play and dress up area. Every morning, my oldest would walk in the door and beeline to the writing center and sit down and just start writing out letters and his name and asking how to spell words and writing them out. She would give ideas for creative play throughout the day, and the kids would choose whatever they wanted to do that day, barbershop, ice cream shop, library. Every time my son would volunteer to write the signs, how do you spell chocolate? How do you spell mint? Strawberry? Vanilla? The kids would take turns ordering, serving, being the cashier, being the librarian, being the grocer, whatever they were playing that day. Outside was just a wonderland, a small playhouse, trikes and a big concrete area to ride them around in a pomegranate tree my kids still remember that pomegranate tree and still talk about it to this day she had plants that it would attract butterflies an outdoor art center an outdoor kitchen complete with running water so the kids could make all kinds of concoctions with leaves and dried flowers and dirt they could make soups and mud pies there was a sandbox with construction trucks there was a lesson at the science table or story time with a felt board or puppets, and other planned activities throughout the day. On a particular schedule, kids were invited to participate, but not expected. And it was, for me, for them, the perfect school because there was so much opportunity to learn through play, explore through play, an invitation, but not an expectation. So what are some of these amazing benefits of play? Resilience and emotional regulation creative problem solving, a sense of industry, cognitive skills, including representational thinking, and I'm going to talk about that, increased brain development in areas of the brain associated with higher cognitive processing. So this is the cerebral cortex or the prefrontal cortex. I'm going to talk about that, which is the part that we use for planning and goal setting and executive functions and for emotional regulation, creative thinking, communication, vocabulary, and language, impulse control, and also emotional regulation that can go together, and physical development too. So for a while, there was a big push for presenting and getting kids learning in more academic ways. But study after study, over 26 of them that I can find, all pointing to the need for more play, not less. Because we're finally starting to get the message, we're starting to see a shift. 
Play is making a comeback in kindergarten, and there's a growing demand for play-based learning throughout elementary school. But they're even finding that middle schoolers need more time for play too. So now I'm going to dig into each of these benefits, how play builds these skills and what types of play are best for building these skills in children. And I'll talk about two different types of play and how you can bring more play into your child's day to help build all of these incredible benefits. Okay, resilience and emotional regulation. Research shows that during play, the brain is activated in ways that can change neural connection in the area of the brain that is responsible for emotional regulation. Play also releases chemicals, including oxytocin, which helps regulate emotions and support social skill development, and also dopamine, which affects motivation, memory, attention, and mood. For positive effects, one hour a day of open-ended, unstructured playtime to create their own play experiences. I'm going to give examples of this and break it down once I cover all the benefits because different types of play will actually benefit more than one area. So rather than repeat them in each section, I'm just going to go over them all at the end. Social skills. Unstructured play, like pretend or creative play with others, including parents, siblings, and peers, creates a significant opportunity to cultivate social skills. So we're giving the opportunity through play to cultivate their social skills. While playing, the act of pretending as well as negotiating with peers will enhance children's social skills. Playing also provides opportunities for children to learn social interaction. When they're playing together, children learn to cooperate. They learn to follow rules that they've set up with each other. They learn to develop self-control and they learn generally how to get along with other people. And psychologists have found that the amount and complexity of fantasy play by preschoolers significantly predicted their social skills and popularity, as well as their positive social activity. Playful children tend to be happier, more well-adjusted, more cooperative, and more popular with their peers than those who don't play nearly as often. Now, when we say popular, I don't want to get that old idea of like the popularity contest in high school, but what they mean by this is when children have really good play skills, other children want to play with them because they know how to cooperate. They know how to negotiate. It doesn't mean that they are a doormat. It means that they can share their ideas, but they can also listen to others and that they can co-create with other children. And so, of course, we want to play with people who are more open and cooperative and we can negotiate with. So any play where kids are working together, known as cooperative play, where they're creating rules, when they're talking through and negotiating rules, when they're talking about the scenario of the play that they're going to engage in, what character each child is going to play, what the scene is, what's going on when the one child enters into the scene. They talk about all this. They're amazing to listen to. If you listen to kids when they're talking about play before they do it, and then when they go and do it and they do all this amazing improv, it's really incredible. They are building really important social emotional skills. This is not just a waste of time. Playing games or creating something together. This can be as vast as a piece of art that they work on together. Play-doh, structure building with blocks, a city, creative or pretend play like dress up or role play with or without a dress up. Playing with stuffed animals or dolls and role playing with those. All of these types of play with others is building one of the most important foundations for school and life. Social skills and emotion skills. And kids long past preschool engage in this type of play. Even tweens and teens can do pretend play. They will pretend to get ready for a date or a girl's night out or talk about the work and going to their jobs. Creative problem solving 
is another benefit. Children playing with toys like blocks, balls, art, craft supplies, stuffed animals tend to use the toys in more flexible ways. In order to increase the likelihood a child will engage more imagination and creativity is to make sure that they have access to toys that do less so that the children will do more. So a doll that is quiet doesn't really do anything versus a doll that you pull the string and it talks or where the hair grows when you pull on it. One of those toy animals where the cow does the mooing or the dog does the barking, there's a button and the toy makes the noise for it. Having the kids make the noises, having the kids have these animals interact, because if the toy already does something, it's going to really limit their imagination. So you want to get toys that are more passive, toys that have fewer functions, ones without buttons, without batteries, without noises. These are the toys that they're going to use to play more deeply and more imaginatively. Creativity is another benefit, and it's closely tied to a concept called divergent thinking. This is the thought process that explores many possible solutions to a problem, and it helps to generate new ideas. So many studies have found that playing is highly associated with an increase in divergent thinking skills. Studies have associated free play, open play, especially imaginative play, with significant improvement in this skill, divergent thinking, being able to see many possible solutions not getting blinders on about this is the only way to solve this problem. Free play or independent play is an unstructured form of play that encourages children to design their own play, just like what I was talking about before with the social skills. That's all unstructured play, independent or free play. Pretend play requires a child to imagine scenarios and then act them out. The freedom of these types of play allowed children to start to engage in creative thinking, a sense of industry. The more that kids feel challenged to do something differently, build something taller, build something bigger, to problem solve together or think about something in a new way, the more they are having experiences at rising to meet challenges. As children meet challenges, they build an I can do it or I can try attitude, which is also a really important foundation for classroom learning. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, By Heart created a clinically proven, easy-to-digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. BiHeart is an easy-to-digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. BiHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. These later years of childhood have been flying by. As a mom, I want to not just be available to my kids during these last years they have at home, but I want to feel good and have the energy I need to keep up with their schedule and my own. So my health is a top priority. Equilibria is a woman-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and body back into harmony. 
You're not alone on your wellness journey. Every customer gets one-on-one support to help you meet your goals. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. A healthy gut positively impacts immunity, mental health, sleep, digestion, and skin health. It helps regulate digestion, immunity against bad bacteria, and improve nutrient absorption. The gut has been called the second brain because it contains more than 100 million nerve cells. It is a vitally important piece to our overall health, both physical and mental. So to make sure my gut is working at its potential, I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense to improve my digestion and nutrition absorption, boost my overall immune health, and help with sleep and stress as a bonus. Head to myeq.com and use code PARENTING for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code PARENTING at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. Okay, the next benefit of play is the development of cognitive skills, including what we call representational thinking. Representational thinking is a cognitive jump for children. And this happens when they use a block as a telephone or the sidewalk as the pool. Representational thinking happens most often during pretend play. And it lays a foundation for later symbol use, such as letters represent a sound, numbers represent a quantity. So this is the basics of math and reading skills. Research also shows that recess in elementary school has a positive impact on academic performance and focus. So it also helps with their cognitive skills and development. So the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics, considers play an integral part of the academic environment due to both social, emotional, and the academic benefits. Okay, the next area, communication, vocabulary, and language. A study conducted by the University of Georgia observed 65 kindergartners in their classroom over four weeks. The presence of play, especially dramatic play, was found to predict a better performance in pre-reading, language, and writing. Pretend play is especially beneficial because it allows young children to practice new vocabulary when they speak and try to understand others. And during social play, they can often pick up vocabulary from another student and then use that in their actions to reach some type of agreement about their play. Impulse control and emotional regulation. I know we already touched on emotional regulation, but it goes along with impulse control as well. So we're going to leave it in this section too. Self-regulation is one of the most important skills for school readiness. So well-regulated children can wait for a turn. They can resist the temptation to grab objects from other children. They can control negative emotions. They can stand in line without jumping around or getting out of line or trying to get the other children's attention. They can persist through challenges and activities. They found that children who had more pretend playtime with their caregiver were better at regulating their emotions. And emotional regulation is not only essential for academic success, but also for the psychosocial aspects of child development, meaning it's a strong predictor for their social life, their social interaction with their peers. In preschool, which I already shared, children who exhibit better emotional control are more likable and socially competent, right? This is the kids they're easy to get along with. They can share ideas. They can listen to other people's ideas. They know how to um, come to an agreement. They know how to do creative problem solving and negotiation skills. So other kids want to play with them more. Okay, the last area, physical development. Unstructured physical play is best for younger kids. 
indoor or outdoor, it doesn't matter. But the opportunity to test and stretch their physical abilities will improve their physical skills much quicker than a guided class. Now, this is for younger children. But if your toddler loves a dance class or their peewee basketball, then by all means do it. But also remember to make time for the unstructured physical play as well. As kids get a little older, then the structured or the guided physical education skills are fine. But also older kids need that unstructured physical time as well. They need both. Okay, what are the two types of play? Unstructured or open-ended play, free play, and guided play. And both have their benefits. Unstructured play is exactly what it sounds like, where your child or a group of children engage in play on their own terms. They decide, they negotiate the rules, the ideas, if there's more than one, of course. Then one or more, if it's one child or there's more children, they create, they build. More than one child, they will discuss some more. They will engage. They will continue to cooperate and negotiate and problem solve and move the play forward. This can be done with role play, with or without doing dress up, with stuffed animals, with dolls, with puppets, with boxes. We all know how much kids love boxes and what they can do with a box. Play props, things like the toy kitchen, the trucks, the cars, the wooden blocks, the trains, the magnet tiles, outdoor play in sandboxes, playgrounds with bikes, balls. The options are truly endless. You can also do unstructured play with things like arts and craft supplies, pencils, markers, crayons, paint, Play-Doh or other modeling substances, glue, the little googly eyeballs, yarn, sidewalk chalk, you name it. If your kid loves to do arts and crafts, I know this one's a little bit hairy for most of us parents, but the sparkles on the pages, whatever they want to create, if you can manage it, if you can maintain the patience and the cool, whatever you want to bring into their play that they can do unstructured art is another area to create unstructured play. Okay, structured play is guided. So games that have rules or play that is incorporated into a lesson. A lot of early childhood educators are amazing at this. They have creative ways that are engaging, fun, and play-based, but also help to teach. Elementary schools under pressure from meeting state testing guidelines have struggled to find the time and ways to implement this kind of play into learning. But play does enhance and improve learning. If you think about it, even as an adult, would you rather be lectured at from the board or play a game or create a project or learn in some way that is more immersive? I mean, I would prefer to do something more immersive and fun rather than sit there and be lectured at. We're seeing a slow shift of play coming back into elementary, and I hope we'll see a lot more of it. Now, even my twins' middle school, I would argue, the lessons in most of their classes are built around what I would call play or an immersive experience. They are designing, they are creating, they are problem solving, they are thinking, they are discussing. This is why this school is so successful. It's why kids want to go to school and can't wait to learn. They are engaged in their learning process. They're not being taught at. They are the middle of their learning process. Now, when my oldest son was in kindergarten, the daily assignment from the school, from the teacher, was 20 minutes of reading every day after school. Oh, my goodness. It was like pulling teeth. The distress, the upset, the pushback, the flopping down on the couch. Oh, you would think that it was just the worst thing in the world. But and this is the kid that wanted to know how to spell chocolate just in his preschool year just before this. He could read and he could read well, but it wasn't fun for him. 
It felt like work. So after a few days of this, rather than push some academic concept in some traditional way onto him, I decided to create fun activities around reading. So I got several reading games. One of them was called Splats that I remember. Another was a trivia game. I wish I could remember what it was called. It had questions in all areas of learning. There was math, science, art, literature. I think there was one other area. And it had questions on the cards. And there was a question for each grade level. So you chose what your grade level was. And I think it went one through six. I don't think they had kindergarten. But he would do grade one and I would do grade six. And we would play this game together. But he had to read the questions to me. So he would read the question And so he was getting his reading in by reading the question to me. And then the object of the game was the first one to get two tokens in each of the five academic areas won the game. I also created a reading hopscotch for his words of the week. So every space was a word instead of a number. So every time he landed on the word, he had to read it. So he would be reading it as he did the hopscotch. And, you know, we would go all the way through. First, he would do the first word. Then he would do one and two, the first and second word. And then he'd do first, second, third word. I also created a treasure hunt around the house. So we played this hot cold game. And when he found the stack of words that I had put on two pieces of paper printed and cut out, there were his reading words for the week. He would read through the stack of words. So I would put them in various areas of the house. And sometimes he would read one word. And sometimes there would be like a stack of up to like five words that he had to read at a time. But this was active. It wasn't a page full of words that felt overwhelming or boring to him. So for younger children under three, We want to keep it pretty much all unstructured play. They're really not ready for lessons and structured play and rules and that kind of thing. Really are just learning the social skills. So really want to do a lot of unstructured play. Three to four, we can start to bring in some structured types of play. And that's why, you know, preschools at this age are great on the age of three. They can start to do some structured play and start to have some lessons around that. Again, by invitation, not by expectation. If your child is five or older, they're pushing back on certain academic concepts. Try to think of some ways that you can make it more fun, that you can bring the concepts of play into the equation. Because the more it feels like fun and the less it feels like work, the more easily your child will engage in the process. So of course, if you have any interest in the classes at yourvillageonline.com, a couple of great classes that I would recommend are your developing toddler, your developing preschooler. There's some great development stuff that talks a lot about this development of social emotional skills, cognitive skills, and a lot of different play-based activities. Educational toys is a great class. I actually have stuff all the way through the teenage years for toys that are fun and engaging and that help kids learn, but they're not like, you know, education. I should just call them, I don't know what I should call them, but education makes it sound boring, but they're really great toys and they're a lot of fun for kids and really engage their learning. The other class that I feel like goes along with this is called Learning styles and multiple intelligence theory. It's about understanding how everybody might learn differently and different ways to teach to different types of learners. And that's also a great class. Again, on yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.